Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, and it is a new week. We love new weeks because, number one, it means a whole extra week of talking football with you guys on the Even Money podcast, the Fantasy Feast podcast, the College Draft podcast, which we will record tomorrow, you should be noted, as well as, of course, Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports podcast. It means we've got another new guest today. I don't think Greg McElroy has ever been on the show before. There's a lot of things I wanted to talk to Greg about, including some of the two Alabama stars that I've just been thinking about after what I saw from Micah Parsons and Jamar Chase. A Monster Monday also means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner via social media. That's at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. By the way, all other winners, I should you should have received your press pass in the mail last week, except for the people that won on uh, Thursday. But everybody else, it had taken me a while to get it to you. I sent them all out last week. Sponsor confirmation email. Take advantage of any of our awesome sponsors. BetterHelp, LinkedIn, Athletic Greens. Everybody takes Athletic Greens. Now, the more people I talk to about it, the more people they all say they take it. And then the YouTube shout-out is always fun. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's Big Show time. I'm fired up. The Big Show. Well, as promised, joined by my buddy Greg McElroy. We actually did a bunch of shows together for Sirius XM NFL Radio back in the day before the draft. And I know exactly what draft it was because this guy kept talking about a quarterback named, he would call him Patty Mahomes. And I was like, dude, they had a losing record. This guy had a bunch of picks. What do you know what you're talking about? So that's one of the reasons. Uh, one of many, actually, why well, I wanted to get Greg McElroy. does a terrific job calling games on college football for ESPN and ABC. He's got an awesome radio show going down in Birmingham with Cole Kubelik. Wanted to get him on the show. Greg, what's up, man? What's going on, Ross? How are we doing, man? I am doing great. Do you remember that, by the way? Like, we were going <laughs> over all the quarterbacks that year, and you were like – and you must have done a couple Texas Tech games or something – because you were like, dude, I'm telling you, this guy, Pat Mahomes, like he does some stuff that's just I, – I didn't even know that much about him. 
right? I don't think anybody did. And I actually didn't do any Texas Tech games um, leading up to that game, surprisingly enough. But what I found in watching the tape, and I, in fairness, like full disclosure, I had a couple of scouting buddies say, hey, man, check out the Kansas State tape. Um, and I just – I watched it just, hey, they're they're kind of – I was hitting them on a couple players. They were hitting me on a couple guys. And, um, and the Kansas State tape was maybe the best tape I think I've ever seen uh, as far as just raw horsepower from a quarterback. And I, I don't even recall if they won it. But he made some throws in that game that were, like, mind-boggling. And at that point, I became pretty enamored. And I almost became Ross, and I remember vividly doing the shows of both you and Bob Papa. And I, I watched every single college snap of his final college year. Usually a breakdown of a guy takes, what, four games? I mean, tops, you know? But it was like a guilty pleasure. I, I had to watch it. And it was it was a lot of fun to watch. And I, I don't think any of us, and even my buddies that were on the Kansas City Chiefs staff, prior to him taking over, nobody really knew exactly what they had. They're like, this guy might go in there and throw six picks a game. I don't know, but he's got some gifts. And sure enough, it's... It's blossomed into, you know, one of the most impressive starts to an NFL career we've ever seen from a guy at the quarterback spot. Yeah, it's amazing. And I remember, because I can't remember what year that was or who the other guys were, but he wasn't ranked as, it was like Trubisky's year, right? Yeah. And yep. and you were the one, people were saying Trubisky and whatever. Uh, Deshaun Watson, you were like, dude, I'm telling you, Pat Mahomes, like, you got to watch this guy. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Uh, so there's a bunch of things I want to get in with you. Uh, one of them is, I got to be honest, I'm jealous of this. Like, when I think about you, I, I got to know, okay, you were, how many years did you start at South Lake Carroll in high school? Just one. Just one year. You threw that many touchdown passes in one year? <laughs> yeah. We had good, we had good wideouts. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Greg uh, is like a, high, a football legend in Texas for his one year state championship, South Lake Carroll. I think you set the touchdown record. Maybe somebody broke it now. I don't know. Um, then you go to Alabama. You win a national championship there. So just like humor me, okay, like as a guy that played offensive line in Pennsylvania and then, uh, you know, played in the Ivy League, what was better, being a state championship high school quarterback in Texas or being the national championship quarterback in Alabama? Just give me any everything I want to hear about how wonderful those experiences were. Well, they were awesome. I mean, to do it at the highest level, I mean, to me, and look, I'm a little biased. And I mean, you probably had these conversations with buddies in college. And, you know, I would imagine, I mean, I felt like three quarters of our conversation in college locker room were Kobe or LeBron uh, and like which high school team was best. So like I went to Alabama where Hoover at the time is like the best. Hoover was smacked y'all. Like, dude, we had 11 guys on offense go D1. And we didn't recruit, by the way, at all. So, like, we'll take anybody. Like, y'all want to play? Let's tee it up. Like, I'm good with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I've always felt like the high school football in Texas is better than anybody anywhere else. I, I just – I personally believe that. Now, are, is the personnel the best? No. Because I think a lot of guys in Texas are uh, overdeveloped because there's a lot of money in Texas. There's a high priority on high school sports in Texas. There's massive high schools in Texas. So a lot of guys are only playing one sport at the highest classification levels. But the coaching salaries are the highest in Texas. I mean, high school football is just a massive deal. So I always felt like the best high school football, 
best high school football teams resided specifically in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and or around Houston. So it just kind of depended, but um, it was pretty special to do it and to do it at a school. I mean, in our four years in school, Chase Daniel was the quarterback before me. Uh, to have two guys, you know, in the uh, that eventually went on to play in the NFL at one high school, both of which went to that high school. I got there in fifth grade. Chase got there, I believe, around the same time. So none, neither one of us were prospects at that point. We just got in the system and, and wrote it up. Ironically enough, when we got there, it was a triple option-based style of attack. Um, and it eventually changed and morphed into a into a spread offense there in the mid-2000s with Todd Dodge, who's since gone on to you know become one of the all-time greats at the high school level. But then getting to Alabama – you think the intensity of a high school experience, it doesn't get much bigger in Texas. Well, it doesn't get any bigger, I can assure you, than being the quarterback on a team contending for a national championship in college at Alabama. <laughs> we don't have pro sports. Um, we don't have really not a lot of people care about anything other than football in some, in some ways. Um, and at that point, we had not won a championship in 17 years. So it was a long drought for a lot of people around the state. So um, they always said that the most heavily scrutinized positions in the state of Alabama goes in this order. The quarterback at Alabama, one. The offensive coordinator at Alabama, two. The governor of Alabama, three. So it's in that order. Um, but it was, it was a big stage, and you know I was just really lucky to have been a part of it. All right, so I want to go back to high school for a second. How many people – would you guys get like most of your home and away games? How many people are we talking? So we played Rex Burkhead uh, and the Plano. I don't remember what they were. Plano somethings. Uh, <laughs> you had Plano East, Plano West, and Plano. Well, we played Plano. We played Plano East earlier. We played Plano, and that is the biggest high school, or at least at the time, was the biggest high school in the state of Texas. Uh, I believe in nine through twelve. They had 6,000 kids, um, and Plano was gigantic, and Rex Burkhead was uh, the star of their team as the running back. He played both ways, also played linebacker. He intercepted me twice, and playing with Rex in Cincinnati, uh, I was reminded of that. Um, <laughs> he was a great player, but uh, we had 43,000. Um, we played in Cowboy Stadium. Uh, you know, not Jerry World, the old Texas Stadium, you know, so God could look through the center of the ceiling and watch his favorite team play. Uh, we played there, and it was all the way full on the bottom and halfway full at the top. I don't know exactly what it was, but on the sides, it was full, and the end zones, it was empty. And those end zones and the upper deck were the only part that was empty. So it was about – they estimated 43,000. What it actually was, I don't know. It, it felt like more. I can tell you that. It felt like a whole lot. That's for sure. That is amazing. Okay, and then you're the quarterback at Alabama. I didn't realize, Greg, that you were the first one to win the championship. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I had forgotten that, um, which makes sense, obviously, with you being back in Birmingham. What's it like walking around on campus at Alabama as the starting quarterback? Or even, you know, when you would go out to a fraternity or a party – What's that experience like? I was in a fraternity. <laughs> um, 
And I mean, a lot of guys down south, I don't know what it's like at other schools, um, but a lot of guys, we, we were in fraternity. I, I'd be in from out of state, being from Texas and going to Alabama. Uh, at that time, Alabama was almost exclusively Alabama kids. Um, now, the out-of-state population has grown drastically in the last 12, 13, 14 years, probably in large part due to the quality of the football program. Uh, it's attracted just kids from all over the country that really value that experience. Um, but back then, it the only escape you had um, was like hanging out with your football teammates. I needed like an escape from the escape from time to time. So like I would go hang out with some of my fraternity buddies every once in a while, not a ton, but uh, every once in a while. Um, but it was very difficult to go to fraternity parties. Uh, so <laughs> I was probably the opposite. Like most people join a fraternity for the parties. I joined the fraternity to avoid the parties. Like, you know what I mean? Like the football team was the party. We had fun as a group together after we won. Um, but the, the fraternity was kind of more, you know, away from that, the, from that light a little bit. Um, but it was, it was awesome, man. And it's funny to me, you know, I mean, you know how it is when you're, when you're playing, you're so insulated and I would get to the facility at noon and I would stay until oftentimes six or seven. Uh, not crazy late, but six or seven, roughly watch practice after uh, watch tape after practice and watch tape before we went to meetings at two o'clock. So I was usually there about seven hours a day. I woke up at 10, 1030, watched prices, right? And rolled up to the facility. Like <laughs> that was about what it was. Like, I mean, I was up till midnight doing homework or, you know, doing online classes or doing stuff like that, but it was fairly simple. Um, and when I got to the point where I was a starter, I was already in grad school. So I didn't have a ton of classwork or class responsibilities. I had graduated in three years and had finished that up prior to, you know, kind of having to do a little bit more, um, you know, from a football preparation standpoint. So um, to be honest, uh, I was able to keep it, it fairly anonymous because as, an un, as a backup quarterback, uh, you get all the benefits of being a football player and none of the pressure of being the football player. So um, when I was going to class on a daily basis, it wasn't quite as, as hectic as you might imagine. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, what do you mean? Like, even back then in Alabama, they, you guys just took online class? You didn't actually go to any class? <laughs> no, we went to class. A lot of my classes, I was in grad school, were, were evening classes. So I'd finish up at the facility at 7 o'clock and head straight to a class at 7.30 to 9.00. Uh, or something like that. A lot of it, because I was getting my graduate degree in sports management. Uh, it was really a professional degree. I mean, a lot, like I was in class with JC Will, our golf coach. And like, I was, and we had a couple guys that were college age, but for the most part, it was professional. It was working professional. So uh, I was in class um, for the most part from, you know, seven to nine or seven to nine 30. Uh, and would do some homework after that from say nine 30 to to 12 or 9 30 to 11 and like i said probably go to sleep somewhere between 12 and 1 wake up price is right like clockwork and uh and head to the facility soon after there to grab some lunch and, and watch some tape that is amazing um all right so a couple sort of current topics that i wanted to get your thoughts on uh big picture so we saw the success this past year in the nfl that micah parsons and jamar chase had after sitting out what would have been their third year in college, and they did it because of COVID, but whatever. Right. They sat out in 2020, 2021, both of them incredible um, on either side of the ball. 
I guess the question I have for you is, I mean, we can make a whole discussion about the three-year rule, but that's, that is what it is for right now. When you think about, and I'm sure this hits home a little bit, but guys like Bryce Young and Will Anderson, you know, they're both projected to be top five picks. If they were your bro- younger brother, maybe even your son, whatever, what would you say to them? Because I, I look at it, Greg, and I'm like, man, those guys are about to get over $30 million fully guaranteed, but they got to get through every spring ball, camp. You know, Alabama's going to play 14, 15 games. I, I just wonder if we're getting closer to someone like this just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do what Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons did. I'm just going to train and get ready for the NFL. I don't want to take the chance of, you know, all these potential injury opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think first of all, we got to consider the possibility of a catastrophic injury that could have a long-term effect on your ability to create revenue for yourself, right? Also, now there you can, I mean, your insurance policies, loss of value insurance is fairly significant. Um and Bryce Young, uh, it's uh, he knows the money's going to be there. The money's already there because of name, image, and likeness. He'll make probably be in line to make at least two to three million bucks, uh, probably in the next calendar year, just on memorabilia um, and you know opportunities that he would have from a marketing standpoint. So uh, we have now implemented NIL, which has been huge, uh, and I think there are actually guys maybe not necessarily on Will Anderson or Bryce Young's caliber that are now considering the possibility of staying because their likelihood of maybe making a roster. Sure. It's there probably maybe let's put a 75% chance of them making a roster, uh, make a roster. You make what half a million bucks. I don't know exactly what, what rookie minimum would be, but you might also in this particular case, you might make half a million bucks as a starting quarterback at say Ole Miss. I mean, I, I'm just using that as yeah. an example. Um, so let's let's use Sam Ellinger as an example, who is now, what, the backup quarterback, third-string quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Well, Sam Ellinger, as the four-year starting quarterback at the, sta- uh, the University of Texas, would probably be in line to make comparable money in his final year or two on campus, and he would maybe as a rookie with the Indianapolis Colts. So – the, the conversation for a vast majority of the players is they're probably in line to be more they're, they're in line to be benefited more, uh, you know, from NIL than, than you might assume. So um, now for the rare exceptions, the Bryce Young's, the Will Anderson's, the guys that are very obvious uh, top five, top 10 picks. Do they stand the risk of potentially, having a career-threatening injury without question. There is no denying that that is always a possibility. We play a violent game, and I think every player acknowledges that that is a possibility. God forbid, but it is a possibility. Um, The good news is now with some of the things that have been implemented, the schools can help with an insurance policy, and it used to be, Ross, we would have to pay that out of pocket, and that's no longer the case. So the schools can help with that. but I think a lot of the guys want to get their degree. I think that is of the utmost importance. And I think a lot of the guys, too, they really want to do it for their teammates. You know, whether or not you think that's smart, uh, that, that's probably up to the individual. But a lot of guys want to get their degree, and a lot of guys want to go win a championship. And Bryce Young, for all he's accomplished at the college level, he, he hasn't won his championship as a starting quarterback. So I can't really blame him in chasing that. 
No, I agree. And even like Will Anderson, I, I say people think, well, maybe they just like playing college football. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I like playing college football too. And that should absolutely be part of the discussion. But I do think if you're Will Anderson and people think you would have been the number one pick this year, first of all, he should be able to go. It's a totally different conversation, but he yeah. should be able to be in this draft and be drafted. But right now with the rules, he can't. I think you should at least have that conversation. And people in Alabama will hate me when I say that, but it's just true. I mean, if he was my brother, I'd be like, listen, man, like if you want to play, like we'll get, we'll get you the best insurance policy we can, but you still might want to at least just consider sitting out, um, which is a shame to be honest with you, Greg. It's not the way it should be. They, we should have a better mechanism than a guy literally just sitting out a whole year and not playing because that's what's in his best interest at that point. Well, but there's been efforts, too, of uh, USFL's back this spring. The XFL was en route to becoming profitable and, I think, sustainable um, if COVID had not happened two years ago. I mean, there are avenues that are popping up. Now, will they really be there? Will they make sense? Probably not. Um, not for a super high-caliber player to go play, I guess, what you would consider to be minor league ba- football. Um, but hopefully at some point there are other options to, if, Hey, if college isn't for you, and that's the other thing too, Ross, man, like college isn't for you. And that's fine. Like some, some guys, some guys just aren't into it. Some guys don't like class. Some guys, it's just not their cup of tea. Some guys struggle learning. Some guys struggle with it. They just don't like the college experience. I happen to love it. Um, a lot of guys, all my teammates loved it, but some guys, maybe it's just not for them. And for that to be their only option, uh, I think is somewhat unfortunate uh, because a lot of guys wash out because they can't figure out the academic side and they never get an opportunity to play professionally because they couldn't stay in school long enough to become draft eligible. Um, now, still red flags potentially because you have to learn a lot as, a, as an offensive or defensive player in the NFL. So you would have to be able to retain information, process information and get to the field. Uh, so maybe it wouldn't have worked out for him, but I mean, I had guys that, that definitely had NFL potential that couldn't stay in school. I had teammates like that. I'm sure you did too. Uh, and, and that I think is really unfortunate. So I wish there was an alternative, but at this point there's not one and, you know, college. However, I think, um, I think you stand to benefit a lot from aligning with the school. And I think people are lost lost on that on occasion. Um, for instance, using my own particular experience, yeah, I can't, I can't speak to anyone else. I will make more over the course of my lifetime because I went to Alabama uh, than Alabama ever made off of me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think that 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 more often than not is the case. There are the rare exceptions: the Willie Andersons, the Bryce Youngs. But I think aligning yourself with a school is extremely important when you try to transition into the next level and becoming marketable, becoming a brand name and being aligned with a particular school. So, uh, you know, I think that's very beneficial. And I've always felt like players benefit more from the school than the school benefits from the player. But, you know, a lot of people disagree with me on that. Totally agree. Love that comment. Awesome interview. Exactly what I was looking for. Greg, thank you so much for the time. Make sure you check him out on social media at Greg McElroy so you know what Greg's up to all the time with whatever his different games he's got coming up. Obviously, the radio show. Really appreciate it, Greg. Thank you. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate you, man.
Well, clearly, Greg McElroy, a really smart guy. And smart people, they use LinkedIn talent solutions. We all know how hard it is these days to find good people to work. Do what I do and go to LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. That way you can focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You guys know I've got three small businesses, right? This is why small businesses like mine rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Everybody's on LinkedIn. So why don't you go try to find people where everybody is? LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Tux Takes. Good morning, Ross. Let's start today with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have a new linebackers coach. It's a guy who's been in the news a lot, Brian Flores. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I don't think many people were expecting that, Bri. I certainly wasn't. But I got to give Albert Breer some credit. You know, Albert Breer, when he came on the show a couple weeks ago, said there's enough people who really respect Brian and what he's done that I do think he'll end up getting a job if he wants one. And he got one. I didn't know. I didn't think he would do it. I mean, he's basically working for free because the Dolphins had to keep paying his contract. So he's a linebacker coach for the Steelers for free. I think he's trying to make a point. He's trying to make a point that he loves coaching and wants to coach, but doesn't think the way things currently are for black head coach candidates or black head coaches in general is fair. And he wants to try to do something about it. I still don't know what it is they can actually get done. Uh, and I, I would love to try to get Brian on the show to, to order his lawyers, to be honest with you, to explain what they believe they can accomplish. Uh, because I think everybody realizes it would be uh, behoove everyone if it was better than it is. But I don't know. I, I, we've had several people come on to try to have solutions. I don't know. I don't know what they'll end up coming up with. They'll come up with something. I just don't know what that something will end up being. But it was going to take an organization like the Rooney family and the Pittsburgh Steelers and a head coach like Mike Tomlin, I think, for Flores to get a job. And that's exactly what happened. Tux takes. Green Bay Packers have a new quarterbacks coach. It's uh, one of Aaron Rodgers' favorites in Tom Clements. Two thoughts here, right? We don't talk about every coaching hire. There's other guys that have been named coordinators or whatever. I, I just, if there's something that jumps out to me that I think is worthy of being on the show, then I'm going to talk about it. Then I'm going to post it. You know, then I'm going to make sure we discuss it. And Flores is obviously notable. And I think Tom Clements, who, by the way, was the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills when I was there in 2004 and 2005, thought Tom did a really good job. And he evidently is uh, – Aaron Rodgers really likes him. So uh, I think that would give more credence to the belief that the Packers are doing everything they can to try to get Rodgers to come back. Tux takes. 
Arizona Cardinals released defensive back Malcolm Butler from the reserved slash retired list. You know, Brian, I almost forgot that Malcolm Butler went on that list before the season started, and that as a result, the Cardinals sort of had to scramble at the cornerback position. Reportedly, he wants to play again. So I, I don't know. I, I've not read or heard enough as to what happened last year and why he, you know, didn't play. But he took a year off, evidently, and is ready to come back. Ducks takes. After not getting the head coaching job with the Minnesota Vikings, the Michigan Wolverines are giving Jim Harbaugh a new contract extension. The Minnesota Vikings. The thing that jumps out about this contract is that Jim Harbaugh can leave as soon as, like, tomorrow uh, or after year one and only have to pay Michigan $3 million. Very, very small buyout number. So it's not significant enough that it would preclude him from really looking at NFL jobs or preclude NFL teams from coming after him. Because a lot of times it's the team themselves that'll end up paying that money. Three million is nothing. Now, if it was like 15, 20 million, it's a little bit of a different conversation. Uh, So that's the noteworthy item from an NFL perspective is that it doesn't really preclude teams from going after Harbaugh. Ducks takes. And finally, there are a lot of prospects, the number keeps growing, uh, who are planning a boycott of the Combine. Please explain. Right. I think they're going to um, announce it today, the guys that are doing this. The NFL has changed some of the protocols for the Combine, for the scouting Combine. I think the NFL felt like there were just too many. Um, so what the NFL is saying is, we don't want to have all these trainers and speed coaches and all these people around. Uh, and, I, and I think they're saying because of COVID, right? So they don't want all these medical people and assistants and all that. They don't want them all there because of COVID. They want just the players because they're trying to not have it be an event where, you know, COVID is spreading, right? So that's the logic from the NFL perspective. And the the agents are pushing back saying, wait a minute, this is how it's always been. And these guys have been training with these guys for, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks. This is who they're comfortable with. This is the person that they're supporting, you know, through this process. So they might just do the medical stuff and nothing else at the combine. So I will be curious to see if and what the proposed solution ends up being because pretty clearly they're going to have to come up with something just like you guys have to come up with something when it comes to birthdays, anniversaries, whatever the case might be. How about a story from myfrontpagestory.com? We are absolutely killing it. People are loving, loving getting these stories. I mean, Valentine's Day was awesome. The holidays were awesome, but this can be year round. I mean, you can do this. Year-round, no problem, for birthdays, anniversaries, whatever you need. Go to MyFrontPageStory.com. And while you're at it, check out Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. 
Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 